This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. Where is it? I pushed it. <laughs> oh my! This is like the third week in a row that you, that either I pushed it too early, or we just didn't figure out we were online. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming a thing. We're uh, we're professional. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We're professional. We get paid for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if only. I we have fifty cents in our ad account. Woo-hoo! High five. <laughs> we can pay for nothing. <laughs> Well, it is fun. And now that we're soccer parents. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> soccer parents. We're just adding more and more to the list here. I know. It's our, fun. Our kiddo had her first soccer practice and soccer game. Last week. Yep. She's kind of bounced around between a lot of things. And one thing we've told her is that she can't quit something. We'll sign you up if you want to do it. But there's no backing out after we sign you up you have to finish whatever a season or a full round is before you can stop exactly so she's done at this point (laughs) i'm gonna think of all the things taekwondo swim but swim was more like to teach her how to swim not so much like competitive no but it's still a an after school activity yeah true extracurricular yeah then she did dance she did dance yep piano and now we're on to soccer. Yep. She's been into a little bit of everything. And first game, she didn't complain. She did not complain. She looked super tired. Right. And I was actually really proud of her. She got out there and she didn't want to sit on the bench at all. She mm-hmm. was like, I don't need a break, coach. <laughs> yep. The coach rotates the kids because it's whatever, non-travel. It's it's one company that hosts all these games and all the teams are through this one company. Right. So it's not like real competitive, but it's enough for us to get a taste for her to see whether or not she even likes it. And it sounds like she does. Yeah, she, it definitely sounds like she does. She did well. A little scared of the ball, though, in in action, I guess you could right. say. Not <laughs> Coming she, at her head. <laughs> yes, she, she definitely, we have some work to to do with her, to to let her not be so afraid of, of the ball. Right. But for her first game ever, she did really well. Mm-hmm. And she enjoyed the shit out of it. So I'm excited. Yeah. Well, we've got the van. Yeah, we're soccer moms. <laughs> You're in that too? Yeah. You're a soccer mom too? Yeah, well, I will bring up one thing at the game. I was extremely loud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Out of every other parent there, I think I was probably the loudest. We're very competitive people, you and I. I know. Our kid, not so much. No, no, but we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna instill that in her. Eh, I kind of like that she's not so competitive. She's more like me against me type of personality. She doesn't really care about what everybody else is doing. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't want it to be a weakness either. Because well, I, I think you could think of either one as a weakness if you're competitive against everybody else as well as just competitive against yourself. I don't know. I guess I, right. she did well and I'm yes. happy. There are and some she, things to work on. Game number one. Yep. And she did great. She did awesome. But one thing that I do want to consider one day after 
hope she goes through this soccer season is tennis. Maybe. And there's a reason. Go ahead. Because if she does tennis and she's good at it and she grows up and she becomes a tennis player, they get paid extremely well. Women, Women. tennis players, they get paid the same as men. So that's a sport where she can get rich and take care of me. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> Just me. Okay. That's all that matters. <laughs> yes, <Got> right. <laughs> After soccer this weekend, we needed to cool off, and we ended up going to the pool, but a really cool spot. Let me back up. Oceans have been hot recently. Specifically, I'm talking about the Gulf. I know the Gulf is an ocean. Don't don't at me. But the water has been warm. Yeah, it's been in the 90s. So we've been looking for ways to cool off. Our community pool is rather cool, and it's refreshing. But one of these past weekends, we actually went to a place called Wikiwachi. Wikiwachi Spring. It was awesome. It was. It was really cool. It's a state park, but it's set up in a way that you're like, how is this a state park? It's more <laughs> like an amusement park. Uh, a water park. Yeah. It's, an, it's a water park with slides that are actually fed by the spring water. Mm-hmm. Everything is the spring water. Yep. And this is where those uh, world famous mermaid shows are. Yep. Which is really cool. Well, let's break it down here. Let's start with the water. Break it down. (laughs) So the water is crystal clear. Yes. It was crazy to me. I guess from living in Virginia, seeing rivers or lakes, it's always kind of murky. Yeah. And even in Florida, they have those kinds. And if you're willing to swim in a lake that looks like sweet tea, get ready to throw hands with the dinosaur. Yes. Do not do it. (laughs) Don't listen and just don't throw hands with a dinosaur. Stay the fuck out of them. (laughs) Right. But in this state spring, the water was crystal clear. Crystal, crystal clear. And not only that, it's a balmy 72 degrees. (laughs) Balmy. (laughs) So it's been super hot here in Florida. It's Florida. But it's... We've said this multiple times that it's felt hotter this year than the past two years. Yep. And uh, we've been kind of desperate to find something that was a cool-off spot. Our community pool has been closed for a while. Mm-hmm. And the, like you just said, the Gulf has been hot as hell. So yep. we were like, what the heck are we supposed to do? <laughs> and uh, so we went to this place, and 72 degrees when it's 110 heat index, uh-huh. that shit is shocking cold <laughs> like the kids like their jaws but my I'm saying kids our daughter and our nephews mm-hmm. their jaws are shaking they got jiggle chin <laughs> but it felt so good yeah it was really nice because of the 110 degree weather like it all combined into like ah uh, mm-hmm. cuz your ha- like your bottom half was in 72 degrees and your top half was 110 yep but it wasn't like you get out and you're miserable because you're cold, it was get out and you're like, ah, oh, okay, cool. It's starting to evaporate and you feel, you still kind of feel that chill. Yep. It felt nice. But there was another cool spot in that spring was there was a, what was it, 20 foot down or something like that where you could jump oh, off. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. I think it was like 18 feet. They had like feet. a platform in the middle of the, the swimming area. Yes. That you could jump off of and jump into, I think it was 20 feet. Yeah, 20 feet. And, Everybody was wanting to do that. It was pretty cool. They had all kinds of attractions there. Food, mm-hmm. alcohol, well, let's talk about grumpy ass bartenders. Well, that too. But <laughs> let's talk about the slides. So there's two working slides. It sounds like there used to be more, but currently there are two. One yeah. cannonball slide yeah. and one 
open air regular type slidey slide. There was that big tower that looked like it was a slide at one point. Yeah, I think those were more cannonball slides from what I had heard. But the two that were working dropped right into the swimming area. I did not do the cannonball slide. But I did the open air one. And again, you're standing in the heat, waiting in line to go up. Then you get in that cold water. <laughs> it is shocking. And there's no choice at that point. Right. <laughs> but again, it feels good. And they had different height restrictions. So our daughter and oldest nephew was able to go down and they loved it. Yep. Then there's also a lazy river. Now you have to pay extra money to do the lazy river. Yeah, and I, I wasn't a fan of all that. There were It was a little nickel and dime-ish. Very true. You had to pay for everything that mm-hmm. you wanted to do. Yep. But the Lazy River stretched stretched around the swimming area, and there really wasn't a current necessarily. It was a self-powered Lazy River. <laughs> right. You can't, how the fuck are you supposed to be lazy in that river? It's almost like tubing, except again, you don't have much of a current. So. You're not going, if you, okay, if in that Lazy River, if you think that you're going to sit in your tube with your legs and feet out, and just relax, you're not doing that. Yeah, because you're, you're not going stay, anywhere. You're going to stay in the same spot. Right. Unless somebody comes and kicks you or something. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I didn't, I thought that was gimmicky. That was. But again, it's it's all part of the experience, your choice, but it was extra cost. So for us, we did not do that part. No, we didn't. It, it didn't look like it was worth it, to be honest with you. Right. And then they had boat rides. Yes, the boat ride, boat tour, through another portion of... The springs. Yes, it was more of the river part. Yeah. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Yep. Water crystal clear still. And it was very shallow. It was kind of cool though, because you could see all the way down to the bottom and you could see thousands upon thousands of mullet and uh sheep's head fish. And it, 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 it was tons insane. of birds yeah. there. It was insane. One thing I didn't see was gator, and I'm not the more I think about it, the less surprised I am because I think they tend to want warmer water. Yeah, true. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they they need they can't regulate their own body heat, so they I don't know seventy two degrees they probably start shivering and their teeth fall out. <laughs> <laughs> All those teeth and no toothbrush. Yeah, <laughs> said water boy. <laughs> All those teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> oh my! Well, goodness. the last thing that they had there for us that we did was a mermaid show. Yes, that was the highlight. I think I loved it. I, I liked it too. It was I, just again, it is kind of gimmicky. If you see it once, you're not gonna want to go back every year. I don't know about that because I think they change the theme every year. Okay, you don't want to go back every week. No, <laughs> see no, another no, mermaid no. Show. no. I think like once a year is probably good because it's a choreographed. It's not just people slipping a fin on and pretending like they're mermaids. It's a choreographed show play. Yep, underwater, and it was cool. Yeah, so seeing it once a year, I definitely would not think you would want to go once a week. No, but <laughs> seeing it once a year, and again, it's actual people. Who are underwater with fins. They have breathing tubes. So they're under there for the entire show. Yeah, it's crazy. They're not going to the surface to breathe. And they're doing flips and it's in the spring. Yep. That's what's weird too. Another sectioned off area. And Uh this is actually where the spring vent is. Where it's actually the water from the earth's crust or wherever (laughs) it's coming out of is coming to the surface. That's where the earth's pissing on you. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice balmy 72. That is so weird, though. I can't remember how many gallons a day 
it, that come out of that spring, but it was. Oh, they said a lot. It was, I think it was a couple million. Fun fact: one hundred and seventeen million gallons per day Dang. that come out of the earth. Now, what the heck? <laughs> okay, so we used to long time ago. We used to work at water wastewater treatment yeah, plants, reclamation facilities, and one of the plants that I worked at, I think the highest was fifty four million gallons per day that they were putting out. Mm-hmm. That's a lot more. <laughs> yeah, that's a ton, and that's clean spring water, mm-hmm, drinkable. I mean, people are swimming at it, <laughs> and it, right, their barmaids are shitting okay. in it. <laughs> fair but <laughs> no it, it could be it, it definitely and it but that's what bo- not bothers me but what blows my mind is how much that's a lot of water uh-huh and how much more of that can come out of the earth i saw a story online that there is water under the earth's crust that is bigger than all of our oceans combined Okay, flat Earth. No, it's not that. That's not flat Earth. That that's this is actually fact. Scientists just discovered it. And I'm like, okay, so the story of Noah is there. You go. The flood water. The flood water. There you go. There's your answer of of where where did it all go? Why well, was under the Earth's crust? <laughs> Back on topic. <laughs> 117 million gallons a day. A day. That's crazy. How many bottles of water does that give the, the United States per day? Mm-hmm. Well, if they're bottling it, Wiki Watch. I, I know, but I'm just saying that that's like it. It's like almost an unlimited supply of water that's coming out of the ground, and that's not the only spring here. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Back to the mermaid show. <laughs> they um, put on this show. And like you were saying, it's choreographed and it was based on Little Mermaid this time. Uh, the, the story was great. It was very interactive for the audience. The kids loved it. Oh, yeah. Absolute bubbles all over the place. There's music. So the kids loved it. But before the show actually started, they had on the videos like previous shows from, I guess it started back in the 50s. Yeah. And there was a video of one of the mermaids drinking a Coke underwater. underwater. Yeah. And someone in the audience was like, that's not possible. Kind of thinking like, is it? Why wouldn't it be? She's a fucking mermaid, dude. She'd do whatever she wants. (laughs) True. Point taken. (laughs) But it just, I'm like, maybe we should try this. (laughs) Where are we going to do it? What, are we going back to WikiWatchy to drink a soda? (laughs) Well, just go in the pool and see if we can drink a Coke underwater. That's frowned upon in this establishment. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a code brown. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Somebody pooped. But they also have kayaks and canoes for rent. But our recommendation is if you do go, go early. Go early. The line was a billion miles long. I was very nervous that we weren't going to be able to get in. Now, this place is pretty big, though, so. They do cap capacity at capacity. Yes, they will not They will turn you you away. Right. So if you're waiting in line and you're there a little bit too late, you're going to wait in line for no reason. Right. And. Just don't do that. You'll be very mad because I would have been very mad. It's not a terrible drive from Tampa, but it's a little bit of a hike. Yeah. it. If you don't get in, it's like, what do you do after that? Exactly. I didn't see much around there that was like, oh, let's go do that or whatever. Right. It was like, eh, wiki-washi is it, bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> or you're driving an hour somewhere else. Yeah. On top of that, also bring chairs and umbrellas. They allow you to do that. They have a little beach area that... You can set up kind of like you're at the beach. Yep. But 
Yeah, it's kind of small though. That's another reason why you need to get there early so you can stake your claim. Yep, stake your claim to an area. Last thing I'll say about that is they do have food and drink on site. Yes, but don't go to the bartender that is in the middle of the park because she's an asshole. (laughs) She was. She was very rude, yes, and someone actually ended up cussing her out yeah in front of everybody and everybody deserves that no she was being rude she was being an asshole so it was hot it's florida and they have margarita you know frozen (laughs) frozen 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 margaritas and frozen pina coladas right and And daiquiris and daiquiris well those machines they couldn't keep up Mm -hmm. and instead of just saying hey just so you know the you can it's, get that at the inside place, yeah. but here at the outside bar, it's not going to no work. It's no good because we, we, I tried to run it, blah, blah, blah. She was being a total tool bag and essentially saying, you need to go over there if you want a frozen drink. And we were like, well, we didn't even ask what we tell you what we wanted yet. <laughs> she was just being real snarky and rude for no reason, and we didn't do anything. And, yeah. and somebody finally had enough of it and, set, and told her off. Yep. And... I laughed because she was <laughs> A lot being, of people did. I know, because she was being an asshole to everybody. But yeah, that's another crazy thing. State parks serving alcohol. Yeah. They're making, I didn't even think about that. They're making a fucking killing over there. Mm-hmm. And, and food. They serve food, too. Yeah, but alcohol is weird. That's kind of like a blurred line thing. No, and, I'm just saying that... You're serving both, so you're making a killing. But, because yeah. you're holding people in Hostage. one place. Because if you leave, they count you as a no longer inside capacity and let somebody else in in your stead. Right. And you can't go back in. You have to wait in line. <laughs> yep. Yep. You have to wait in line. You can go back in with your ticket, mm-hmm. but you have to pray that somebody didn't s- slip by and take your spot. Exactly. People are waiting. The last thing I'll say about WikiWatchy, I think I said that already, but I'm going to say it again. Last thing I'll say about WikiWatchy is that... Jimmy Buffett actually would frequent it, and a lot of other big-name stars have yeah. gone to WikiWatchy before, and they were on the pre-video to The Mermaid Show. I didn't realize how popular it was. Me neither. Not not at all. I've never heard of it until we moved down here. Right. But and, it seems like a national treasure, right. sen- sensation thing. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of it until one of my friends that I worked with told me that she, when she grew up, she wanted to be a mermaid at WikiWatch. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this <laughs> mermaids? How do you do that? Did you evolve? Right. <laughs> so I, I definitely think it's worth it to go at least once in your life. Yeah, I, I do too. Especially if you come down here for tourism and stuff. Just take the trip. Yep. Go early. Exactly. Go early and honestly, spend the day there because... It is a lot of fun. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to do. Yep. Moving on to our Surf Shack trip to in Tampa. It's actually closer to Clearwater, but... Yeah, I know. That was a fucking nightmare to get there. Good <laughs> My dad's birthday was this weekend. Yas. Depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to go to a place called Surf Shack. Yes. In Tampa, near the Clearwater area. For some reason... You here we go and your family. I ha- knew you were going to say this. Have this giant infatuation with king crab legs. They're not from no. The- oh, I thought they were the same. No. Okay, whatever. Snow crab legs. They're not even from here. <laughs> Why are you like? Ooh, we got to go get all you can eat crab legs. <laughs> because it's delicious. Uh, they are good, but 
Go get stone crab. That's the thing down here. Well, it's not season yet. They still sell them. I want to go somewhere where they are cooking them for me. <laughs> anyway, so. It just cracks me up. It's like <laughs> We wanted all you can eat crab legs. And we found this place in Tampa Clearwater. And you can laugh all you want, but it's a thing with my family. I know. It, <laughs> but it, it was a thing when we lived in Northern Virginia and you guys, your your uh, vacation spot was Ocean City. Right. We have Maryland. to go to Ocean City to get King Crab Legs. I'm like, they sell them motherfuckers a giant. <laughs> Yes, but they don't taste as good. Oh. <laughs> Somebody else is cooking it. They still came from Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> but they're delicious. Oh, my God. But what did you have for dinner? I had a uh, grouper sandwich. And the grouper came from? Golf. There you go. So you were true to the area. I'm I do that. <laughs> That's my thing. It's going to be our new outro. I do that. When, when I go, like when we lived in Northern Virginia, we would go to Maryland. I would get like a soft shell blue crab mm-hmm. or something like that. Oh, Maryland food. That's <laughs> what you're supposed to do. <laughs> we like the crabs. I, I I like them too. It just cracks me up though. It's that, a thing. Yes, you're it right. It is a giant, like it's not just a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't choose this life. <laughs> yeah, we didn't choose the snow crab life. <laughs> I love Alaska. Ooh. <laughs> That's what you love it. You, if Alaska didn't exist, neither would your snow crab legs. I would like to go to Alaska to see the 30 days of light. What about night? No. Vampires will fuck you up. It's also cold and snowy then, so no. Well, I, I want to go during the summer. I'd like to see that too. What was that movie? The Proposal or whatever? No. Yeah. Yeah, you're With right. Ryan Reynolds or whatever. Weird. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Well, they had those. It's like they're all, well, at least that house was all decked out in 30 days of light shit. Mm-hmm. automatic curtains that were black out so you could sleep. That's so weird to me. I know. I want to see it <laughs> one day. But the Tampa Bay and Clearwater area also has upcoming the Stevo Tour. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, it's a comedy show with clips of his stunts and things that he had done while on Jackass and throughout his entire life. And he starts to tell the stories behind them. Obviously, with comedic bits and yeah. everything's freaking funny. If I you've like ever him. seen Jackass, you know what I'm talking about. But he's coming to Clearwater. Would you want to go? I would. Really? Yeah, but I wouldn't want to pay for it and sit down and watch him for that long. Okay, I, so the act of going, you don't want to do. No, but I, to I, actually see it. <laughs> if they made a Netflix series or whatever, or a Netflix special on it, I would watch it. Oh, for sure. I like Steve-O a lot. He's got a, what do you call it? A story, and he dominated substance abuse. Mm-hmm. That's good shit. For sure. He was way down in the in the depths. The stuff he talks about that he did in order to get money, in oh, order yeah. to spend it on drugs and alcohol. Yep. He would go to bars and do... Party tricks, yeah, essentially. People would ask, be like, oh, Steve, let me see you suck a shot out of my butthole. And right. he'd end up doing it. And that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it would be interesting to hear his stories. But I think what I'm honestly more interested in drama is the beef between him and Bam. Between him and Bam. Yeah. If you haven't heard, Bam Majera, back when, what is it called? Jackass Forever, right? Yeah. The, where they're. All old and they just need to stop. <laughs> Turn it True. off. Bro. But they're trying to pass it off to the next generation. And they had a lot of younger guys on there. But even still, those 
poor guys, they look like they need to go to rehab too. But he, as in Bamajira, was supposed to be in that movie. Yeah, he, but he was mouthing off and talking all kinds of shit. Yep. About so, all of them. Exactly. So he actually got fired. Yep. And he actually filed a lawsuit, but I guess it was dropped and or handled, settled out of court. But to fast forward to today, his wife now has custody of his child and has not been letting Bam see his child. So he went on social media and said he'd kill himself now. I think he said he would do cocaine or something until he died. Right. I think that was what he said. Yeah. So he's also gone on social media and trashed essentially the entire Jackass crew, all from Johnny Knoxville to Steve-O to anybody who's been on Jeff, the show. Jeff, I think that's why he was fired was back in for Jackass Forever was because he was shitting all over Jeff Tremaine. Mm. I think. Don't quote me, please. Dear God. <laughs> essentially, the last thing or the most recent thing that he did was create a diss track against the entire Jackass crew and it specifically called out Steve-O for basically call him a hypocrite and also that he couldn't skate. And the only thing that Steve-O came back with was a video of him skate, like skateboarding. Mm. And so I could skate. <laughs> he's not, he's this Bam is just not doing anything to, to sell himself, you know? It, and it's getting worse. It seems like everyone is like begging Bam to get sober. And he is just going down the slippery slope of drug and substance abuse. <laughs> Alcohol and substance abuse yeah. that is literally like Steve O said, you're dying. Yes. You are dying. You, why? He, what does it accomplish you dogging your supposed past friends? Right. It doesn't accomplish anything. How about you just worry about yourself and go get fixed? Go get help so you can see your kid. Exactly. And I believe she took custody. Because he, like full custody, because he kept acting inappropriately around their son, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was supposedly because he was drunk all the time. Right. He has a problem. A hundred percent. If you can't sober up for your child, uh, you you need to go get help. Then you have a problem and you need to get help. And and she has every right in the world to take custody because you are, in my opinion, you're a danger. To that kid. I mean, what? You want to take your kid to Chuck E. Cheese and you're smashed all the time? Right. Come on, man. You can't drive your child to some, to anything. Yep. It's sad because it I love really that is. dude. Me too. I love that whole crew and it makes me sad to see him, you know, teetering on the edge. Yep. The whole jackass crew, like, including bam it's so nostalgic right for us it is our generation and to see it happening to him and but then you see the flip side of steve-o right they're the opposites right now yeah you have bam who's so far gone and then you have steve-o who came out of it and steve-o's offering to help yep he said i got people obviously i i beat it yep yeah I loved Viva La Bam, the Unholy Union show, all that stuff was mm-hmm. insanely good. I fucking that that was that was our teenage years. Yep. Watching that kind of stuff. Yep. And it got it makes me sad seeing him like that. The nostalgia definitely is hurting. Did you ever watch the that 70s show? No. No. 
I did, and I think that's where my love for Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis came from. Yeah, I mean, like that, that was, started it for me. That was their big initial thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it's how they got their. That's how they broke out. And for me, I I love Mila Kunis. She is my girl crush. Yes, and I love Ashton Kutcher. I've always have. He is very attractive. They're in the media headlines right now, and I want to get your take on this because I. I have a thought, but I want to get your take on it. Why do you want my take? Because it's always controversial. No, because we haven't (laughs) talked about it yet. And I want to see where your head's at. Okay. Okay. So Danny Masterson, he, I think it was this year, was convicted of raping two women while drugging and raping two women. Mm. Now, this was back in the early 2000s. They came forward. They put a case against him. Uh, There's actually three women. Two of them got their conviction. Third one got a mistrial. And they don't think they're going to pursue the one that was called a mistrial. So two out of three convicted. He is going to be sentencing 30 years to life in prison. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, good. He was proven guilty. So. Yep. And there's a lot to do with Scientology in it. Leah. I can't think of what her last name is right now. The actress. Lena. Lena. Yeah. The uh what was that show? King of Queens. King King of Queens. Something. I think that's something the show. like that. King of Queens with uh, Kevin yeah. Kevin James. Yes. Yeah. Uh, where she played the wife. Yes. Yes. Yep. She was Scientology. She got out of it. Yeah, and she did a whole kind of like trash. Oh, she's still doing it. I know. I, I sounds like a cult to me. But a lot of what Danny Masterson, I guess, is still is, I think, a Scientologist, and. She, as in Lena, has inserted herself because of the Scientology aspect. It's like a major cult. Like, you can't leave once you join, and it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Apparently, sexual abuse happens a lot in Scientology. Oh, okay. I don't know. I know From nothing. her words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, so he's now been convicted, and during the trial, it sounds like Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis wrote letters, character letters for Danny, because they worked with him on that 70s show. They've known them pretty much their entire lives, right? Yeah. Probably longer than they haven't. So they wrote letters and said, he's an outstanding person. He was like a brother figure to us, other than this act that he's now convicted of. But was he convicted at the time when they wrote these letters? No? Uh, I think yes. Oh, so they knew that he was... Convicted. He he did it. But I think the letters were supposed to try and help with his sentencing. Ah. I think that's how it went. That being said, the media has started bashing the hell out of him. Of course. They, I don't know if they were asked (laughs) or if they decided, they both stepped down from their child sexual abuse charity known as Thorn. Ashton started Thorn way back when he was still a Demi. And it was a way to open cold cases for child abuse. And yeah, um, he brought technology into it. Like he did a lot to help develop the, that foundation, that charity. Yeah. And now he has stepped down from it. Um, I guess Mila was involved too. She's also out of it. And because it's child sexual abuse and all the work that they've done f- for it, I'm, what is your take on whether or not they should be involved in that charity and whether or not they should have wrote the letters. I think they're two separate things. But I don't know. I don't think I wouldn't have wrote the letters. I'm not vouching for a person that's 
been convicted. A convicted rapist. I'm sorry. I don't care who it is. It could be friend, family. I'm not. You are dead to me. I'm not joking. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm done with you. You've been convicted of a disgusting crime. Right. I am not vouching for your character. You need to go rot for as long as that court determines you need to rot. And I watched a show called The Toughest Prisons in America, I think is what it's called, on Netflix. And they said that there are two things that are the most heinous. I think it's two. One is murder, obviously. Yeah. And the other is anything to do with children or women, specific to men, teen in prison. Yeah, because like it or not, men are built different. And usually they are a little more powerful than women, strength-wise. So... A man could easily take advantage of a woman. Mm -hmm. That's just nature. Right. And if a man does that, goodbye. Rot, bro. It sounds like you are against them writing the letters. How do you feel about the charity part? I I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I think it delegitimizes the charity because they started it in their chairs or whatever. They're on the board or whatever it is. It makes it seem like that charity supports that or it I think is the right choice to step down because your involvement makes that charity's message a lot less powerful because you just wrote a letter of a convicted rapist vouching for his character. Mm-hmm. Nah, come the fuck on. You fucked that all up. I would yeah. have never done that. Like I said, family, friends or not, I'm not vouching for someone that's been convicted of a crime like that. Yeah. So here's where I'm thinking my struggle, right? People who are convicted of heinous crimes, when let's say it's the death chair, right? They're going to be death row. Thank you. They're going to death row and it's going to happen. The person, the people who sit in the auditorium to, to, watch. to watch, the mom is always there, Right. So the family, certain family members are there. Maybe some of them disown them, but it you can almost, not guarantee, but you can almost see that the mom is there. So to one extent, it's like this is still a person. They've known him for a long time, and it's a friend. So I think the friend part for me is a little different, but I'm trying to think if it was a family member, like someone that I'm really close with, would I have still done it? And I I don't know how I feel about that. If it was a different person, not a friend, would I have still done it? I think that's where my mindset is struggling with whether or not. I think it's wrong that they did it for a friend is what I'll say. Yeah, 100%. I don't. But at the same time, I don't know how you can be okay with doing it for a family member either. What you're still trying to. Well, you still love them. I get it. But they're also a monster. True, for what they did. Yeah. It's not, you didn't make them do it. They did it. So why are you going to sit there and vouch? I'm sorry, man. I love you, but you fucked up. Yeah. You need to go go and serve your punishment, whatever it is. You shouldn't have done it if you didn't want to be punished. I guess my mindset is the friend thing, absolutely not. Probably wouldn't. I would not have done it. Now, if it was a family member, like you think of the idea of someone who's literally going away for life, that's a life sentence. The mom's always sitting in the front. Should would, The mom's not going to get the heat for it, right? She would never 
no one would ever say you shouldn't have wrote a character letter to a mom for their child. I don't know. I bet it would be if it was a famous person. What do you mean? There's a difference between schmucks like us and famous people. You don't think character letters have been written for rapists before by friends? Oh, by because friends. Danny Masterson was in the public eye kind of deal? Yeah, and, and Ashton Kutcher and Mila, they're yeah. both public figures. That it, that's why it's so big? Yeah. that You don't yeah. think that's happened before where friends have written, written character letters about a, a convicted rapist? It's happened. For sure. It, it's just, this is a big deal because they're celebrities. No, you're right. 100%. But would I do it? Absolutely not. It's like you're vouching for them to change. Or to be the person you thought they were. Exactly. You're vouching for them. Like, I can't believe they did that. Well, believe it. Right. But you need to come to terms with the fact that your friend, that you thought that they were this nice person, they're a piece of crap. Yep. And you need to get over it and let them serve their term. Whatever the court decides is their sentence. It is what it is. Yeah. They made the choice. It sucks. But they also, you also have to think about the victim. For sure. Two, well, three. That's what I'm saying. The victims, whatever it is, the victim and the victim's family. How much trauma have they had to go through? And you're going to vouch for this guy? Mm. Come on, man. You can't vouch for that shit. Yeah. I think if it were in the family light, I may be more hesitant. But in the friend light, no. I'm not hesitant at all. No, I get being more hesitant if it was a friend, but you still have to pull it back and see all the lives they affected. Yeah. It's not just they affected your life because you're having to go up there and try to do be a character witness for this person. Mm-hmm. It's messed up. They're putting you in a situation that you should never be put in. That was a lot. Nah, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I'm just saying I wouldn't have wrote it. Yeah. It's a terrible look. It's essentially, it makes it look like you're vouching for that. Yep. And that's fucked up. I I also think about all the advantages, all of the tech that Ashton brought into that Thorn company. I'm sure he did a great thing. And the fact that he's no longer involved, it's like, what could have been, right? Especially, you and I have talked about this on previous epi- episodes before, about the child sexual abuse and trafficking. Yes. So... What could have been, you know, uh, but because I made a poor decision now. Yeah, but it, if you let them stay on, to me, it delegitimizes their mission because you just vouched for a rapist. Right. So it's a sexual abuse thing. So you're going to stay on a board for sexual abuse. I'm confused. It, it clashes. It's like a conflict of interest at that point. Yeah, and I get what you're saying, and again, it's the idea of what if, right? What if they hadn't written the letters, and they could have done this? They should have thought about that before they did it. I know. Big tech. We just said Ashton's involved in big tech. You ready to talk about Google Gemini? Yeah. I'm ready to get off this topic. I'm a little scared. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So we're going from sad topic to scary topic? (laughs) Well, it's not scary. We've talked about AI a bunch of times. Big tech. On this podcast, big tech and AI. scary tech. Yes. And chat GPT taking jobs. Google is supposedly within the next couple of weeks or something, they are anticipated to release their conversational AI system called Gemini. Gemini is supposed to blow chat GPT out of the water. How and why? It is a 
large language model, and it can natively receive inputs of different modalities like text, image, audio, all that stuff can be sent into this thing for analyzation and response, which is creepy. And the reason why I think it's creepy is because imagine if they install that on like a security camera. Well, they kind of already have that on a couple of security security devices. Security? Security. <laughs> um, right? Like where they can outline a person or outline an animal or outline. No, I know. But that's just, that's not, I don't know. You're talking about something that can, it can do everything. It can receive data from everything and analyze it and spit out information. It can constantly be learning through so this sec- sounds like Minority Report. Yeah. What, what <laughs> if it says, oh, that dude, he's... He it identifies like- patterns and predicts the future. It could. But what's crazy, though, it's supposedly going to blow ChatGPT out of the water. ChatGPT is weird in how it can respond to your inputs. Right. Like, it, you can't... It's hard for me to tell what I'm sending them and what they're responding back is not somebody typing. It's super fucking creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it is super creepy. And this one's because of its, it being able to do a whole bunch of stuff and receive input from all kinds of different fields. It's going to make it a lot more scary. I think I just saw an article that said a hacker was able to deep fake an employee's voice to get around security. See, just imagine this thing that can deep fa- it, it will most likely be able to deep fake a voice. It can do images. So if you send if you're if you secretly take pictures of your boss mm-hmm. and you send them in and say make me a, a a headshot or whatever of my boss, you can do that. Maybe you can use all that information to make a social media account impersonating your boss or whatever. It's freaky. Mm-hmm. I, I think AI right now, it's going to be our version of the industrial revolution. Okay. I think it's going to change things in a way that we engineer human in, humans out of life. It's going, yeah, for industry and things, it's going to be a game changer. We already know capitalism is profit-based, and that's, I mean, it is what it is, competition, business, whatever, but. Capitalism, not corporationism. Yeah, right. But this is going to remove the need for a lot of jobs. Think about it. If you are a tier one tech support person, why can't you load in your prompts? Into a chat GPT type deal. And why can't chat GPT do those responses? Right. It doesn't make sense to me because a lot of tech support, it is a library of knowledge about whatever product that you're asking a question about. Mm -hmm. And it's just somebody picking through an answer and copy and pasting it into your chat. Why can't you load all that into chat GPT or Google Gemini and say, answer questions for me so I don't have to pay X amount of dollars for, for tech support. Someone would have to create the knowledge base though, right? Yeah, but that's a one-time deal. That's a one-time deal. It's not a, that's not a job that is a forever job. True. So you hire contractors at that point. Yeah. We all become consultants to the GPT or freelancer. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you, you have to be, you won't have a job for 
12 months years. out of the year. Yeah. yeah. Or 30 years. How are you going to? Mm-hmm. If, if, all, if you're loading data and that's it, and then you can set it up to where that thing's smart enough to load itself. And that's what's scary to me too. Right. I mean, when it got- starts pulling from other sources, like databases, information, knowledge sharing from other people that have uploaded this already. That I believe that is what is happening currently because Is it recreating the internet? It is scouring the internet for data, yes. Because I think another thing that just happened was with this AI, somebody suing chat gpt and open ai because they are using their work it feels like in ai it feels like the internet right now as we know it is decentralized right information's yes. everywhere yes and what chat gpt open ai all these ais are going to end up doing is making it centralized the internet is mostly centralized now anyway, unfortunately. Yeah, you've got websites that are hosted in different areas of the country and countries, but where do, I don't know, 90% of your traffic for your website, where does that come from? Google. Yep. That's terrifying. That's awful. That's a that's totally anti-internet ethos. It's a centralization and, and it's it's but- awful. You're web searching at that point. What I'm talking about is almost like it becomes the library of things. That's what Google is, too. Wow, my stomach is growling. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just trying to wrap my head around it. Like what chat GPT, any of them, any of the AIs are going to become. Yeah, I know. Is mind breaking. There's a huge unknown to me about all this stuff because of how, I mean. It's a lot of Hollywood, but Terminator type shit. <laughs> yeah, but... Th- At least they went out in the 80s and we were great in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how do you... If you are making this large language model that's pulling in all this stuff from everywhere, how do you stop it from becoming too smart? I don't know. Yeah, I- okay. Kill switch. Da, 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 da. If you're making it smart, why wouldn't it... Kill your kill switch. Patch out a kill switch Mm -hmm. the only thing i can say about ai right now is i'm about ready for it to take over writing for hollywood i think it probably could would one day I i think so a lot of authors use it to supplement their work they'll still write it but they run it through chat gpt or whatever to help analyze and make sure their story progresses good and all that everything right now is still on hold because of the strikes so let's start using chat, whatever the fuck it is called. <laughs> what the fuck it is? The, the fuck it, uh, <laughs> whatever it's called to start getting shows back on because I need Stranger Things, Wednesday, and Yellowstone. Okay. Wasn't there another one? Oh, Cobra Kai's coming, right? Supposedly. I don't know. It's probably paused too. Who knows? Yeah. All of these things are freaking on hold. So can we just use this smart shit to start making these shows? Because I need, I need it back. Hollywood's telling us to go touch grass. (laughs) What kind of grass? St. Augustine. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Another great week in the life of the Unholy Union. Stay pondering our uh, AI overlords that are getting ready to take (laughs) over and and turn us into batteries. Just get them to start writing these shows so that I can go back to not listening to what's happening in the world and be... A battery. I'll just be a battery.
I'm okay. That's all they have to do anyway nowadays. <laughs> like the Matrix War. Mm-hmm. The war against the machines. All you got to do is put Netflix on in front of people, and they'll sit there and let you hook all kinds of shit up to them. <laughs> uh-huh. They talk about our children being the screen zombies. It, it's everyone. Uh-huh. Oh, it's Netflix. Let's watch Stranger Things 48 times. I'm so oh sad. Gosh. I need season five. It's funny, though, that you're just now getting around to that show, and it's been out since 2016. Okay, well, I just watched Suits, too, so... I'm, Suits I'm was behind. really good. I'm behind. Suits was really good, and they should they should make that again. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Thanks for listening to the Unholy Union podcast. For more Unholy Union content, check out our social media at Unholy Union Cast on Instagram and Twitter. We also have Facebook and TikTok. Want to support the podcast? Rock some merch. Check out our merchandise store on our site at unholyunionpodcast.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to have you back next week. It's what you do with things you love.